Hey everyone! You ever wonder what's up with the latest diet craze? Curious about how food and exercise work together? Then this is where you need to be! Really Truly Fit is dishing out the latest scoop on today's hottest fitness and nutrition topics. Leading this effort is Jim White, world-renowned ACSM exercise physiologist, registered dietitian, and owner of Jim White Fitness and Nutrition Studios. Jim and his guests are going to cover everything from weight loss and debunking diet myths to fitness trends and finding balance. And then you'll be on your way to getting really, truly fit. And now, here's Jim. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Really Truly Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Jim White. And, you know, we're, we have a great show for you today. A lot of times on this show we talk about fitness and nutrition, but, you know, lately we've been talking a lot about balancing a life. You know, there's so much that goes into balance. You know, there, there's financial balance, there's, there's health balance, there's uh, faith balance. And, you know, we always feel that the most important thing in life is to get well-rounded lifestyle. I mean, what's the point of being a millionaire if your health is poor or what's the health you know, point of being really healthy if you uh, you know lose all your your money and become broke. So today to talk about this subject, we have the perfect guests. I want you to introduce Brent and Cassie Gallagher. They're owners of Avenue Fitness and Lifestyle in Texas. So together, they created a one-in-a-kind, unorthodox, 30-minute approach to training, nutrition, and life. And honestly, their program is amazing. And Brent and Cassie invest their time coaching high-performing leaders in challenging fitness businesses to come to blows, You know, breaking out of the status quo and redefining what's possible. And they've also mastered the art of financial wellness through self-education, discipline, and persistence. So today we're going to talk about financial wellness and how to get financially fit. So welcome, Brent and Cassie, to the show. Thanks for having us. So, you know, you guys, I mean, I've, I've known you guys for a little while, and you have your husband and wife, two beautiful kids, you're working together, you're working out together, you're running a home together. I know me and Krista always try to work balance, and we have no kids yet. So, you know, how do you guys balance everything? You know, it's taken some practice. We definitely spend our time getting coaching, um, focusing on what he's strong at, what I'm strong at, and we leave each other alone on those strengths. Uh, and rely on each other in those times as well. We still put heads from time to time on those things, but I think it's a good, uh, healthy amount of conflict just to kind of see where we are and are we making the right decisions. So your guys' story is amazing. How did you guys start? I mean, you know, did you have any money starting your business? I mean, you know, you you can't. Uh, you know, I, I know you have the rags the riches story. So you know, how did you start and how? Where are you at today? I think when, when we started, actually, we're coming up here. You know, per this recording right now, January sixteenth will be eleven years for us. So wow, um, you're actually guessing it's a great time because we're doing a lot of reflecting right now, looking back, kind of on the on the last eleven years. But uh, you know, when we did start, it was it was just myself. We were engaged um, on January sixteenth, two thousand and six. We were engaged at the time, but you know, she was training at a kind of a, a different facility, and I had this wild, crazy idea to kind of get this jump started. And you know, we were like, well, let's let's wait just a little bit before we join forces. Let's make sure that you know everything goes great with our marriage. We said, you know, hey, it's like moving in together beforehand. It's like let's wait, let's delay this, and uh, let's make sure everything works out uh, as far as kind of through the um, through the opening of the business. Through you know, obviously a lot of stressful times uh, initially with that, and then leading up to the wedding, you know, making sure that we're that we're both on the same page. And um, you know, as as we got started, it was there was nothing. There, there was just a basically a few dollars. I had a, a bunch of thrift store furniture kind of laying around in the apartment. Mind you, at the time, 
Well, that's amazing. I love talking to entrepreneurs, especially that started from the bottom up. And, you know, I, I've talked about our story with, with uh, Krista, you know, coming into the marriage. She was around $20,000 in debt, and, and I had $400 in my pocket when I started at age 22. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, let's talk about debt in our country in the first place. I mean, some of the studies show that average credit card debt per consumers is $16,000. And as a country, we're $747 billion in debt. Uh, when it comes to mortgages, $172,000 in debt, auto loans around $28,000, and student loans around $49,000. Then if you have add that with the average household in America is $51,000, you can see why most people are broke. So I know you guys you know, value you know, becoming financially fit, you know, husband and wife working together, starting from the bottom and really rising. So what are some of your uh, you know, success stories? I mean, as far as like you know, savings, uh, how do you budget? Let's start with that. What's a, what's a budget for you guys and how do you, you know, really uh, – go from there? Budgeting is key. It was by far the most important thing that helped us pay off uh, $220,000 of debt in about 24 or 22 to 24 months, I believe. Um, and some people think it's a little over the top or a little silly, but we do pay attention to our checkbook and our spending every single day. Um, Brett will laugh at me as he sees me at the computer because he knows what I'm doing and it's balancing my checkbook. It's making sure I have the appropriate money in the appropriate envelope and we even dwindle it down to this is how much we're spending a week on gas, groceries, entertainment. Um, we follow Dave Ramsey's cash envelope rule because cash is more difficult to spend than simply swiping your card. Um, so those little baby steps, as Dave Ramsey would call them as well, really have set us up for success where we are today. Wow, that's amazing. You know, so important because I see, and you guys are on the same page. And, you know, I think that's something me and Krista worked on too because, you know, if you have one partner that's totally, uh, you know, spending and, and not following the plan, it can really affect things. You know, kind of like, you know, if, if you have a partner that's not eating healthy and they're, they're, they're you know, and you are, it, it can kind of shake up the marriage a little bit. I, you know, we're here here with uh, Brent Gallagher and Cassie Gallagher. We're talking about financial, you know, health and, and why it's so important. And I believe it's, it's really important. I mean, the number one reason for fights in marriages is because of money. In the American Psychology Association survey, money was listed the number one stress in America. And, you know, so it, it's obviously hugely important when it comes to couples. Now, you, you might be listening out there and have a lot of money and not, don't know what to do with it, or you might have little money and you want more. But, you know, really budgeting is, is number one key. And, and you guys, I mean, that, that's, that's really important. Now, how, were you always like this starting off? Were you guys always you know, financially fit and, and, and had that mind, or did you grow together? How did this, how did this all come about? Uh, I think it, it was, this was something that we grew together, but it, but it, but it happened pretty quickly, you know, and, and when we got married, obviously we sat down, we looked at it and we said, okay, where are we at, you know, from a financial standpoint, and together, that's when we kind of came up with that number, that 220000 there, that was between the condo that we were living in, the car stuff that we had, that was business stuff, this was our whole entire life, you know, school loans and stuff that, that we had, and, you know, we really looked at it and said, you know, if, if we're going to, like, knock this out, we're going to have to sacrifice some stuff, you know, and, and look around again, if, if you think back to, to when you were in your 20s, especially in your mid-20s, you get out, of, get out of college, you get a job, all your friends are starting to kind of buy nicer stuff. And, you know, here we were about to commit, you know, our, ourselves, our own personal lives to actually kind of downgrading everything that, you know, our friends were, were starting to step into at that 
are willing to to make this sacrifice. There were a lot of mornings, you know, I'm leaving the house at four o'clock in the morning, and it's raining and it's cold. By Houston standards, it was cold. Um, you know, looking at this and saying, "Man, I've got this six-mile bike ride. It's 30 minutes in the pouring-out rain." And you know, I'm sure I wasn't the nicest person. You know, when I arrived at the gym, and, and, and looking at this now, going, it was those small little steps that we were willing to take. Um, you know, to, to stay in our one-bedroom condo when we had our first child, we simply just enclosed our balcony and we gave her a little space big enough for a bed and, and for a chair. And you know, when you're when you're an infant, that's all you really truly need. You don't need a big room. And, we, we stayed like that until we had our second child. And, you know, while we had our second child, uh, we were kind of finishing up. Uh, you know, we had bought a house. We were building, I'm sorry, we were building a new house um, because we had sat back and, and saved for, for almost seven years. And, you know, then all of a sudden, we, our little one comes early and our house wasn't finished. And we could have easily gone to, you know, find a hotel, stay in the, you know, spend money to, to stay in a nicer place. But we we're like, you know what, we can make this sacrifice. We can stay here. And so, our new little one literally inherited our bedroom. You know, when she was taking naps, my oldest would be in the balcony, which is a closed balcony, mind you. It wasn't that we're throwing her out to the, <laughs> to, to the walls and it's outside. But, you know, and my wife and I literally sat on the floor in the bathroom, um, you know, for about four months before we were able to, to make the, the switch into our new house. But we knew it was these little sacrifices that I think both of us were willing to make. They weren't the, they were the, the happiest times for us, but we look back and say those are the times that we grew the most that we really, I think, came together as a couple and said, this is what we are doing. This is the sacrifices that we're making. This is a story that one day we'll tell our kids that, you know, this is how mom and dad got to this spot. Um, you know, and we hope it is something that becomes an encouragement for them. And then thank you for some of the listeners here today as well to say, you know, hey, look, it's, it's not a matter of, you know, of trying to live and keep up like everybody else out there, especially your friends all around you, but it's like to, to find the path according to you and your spouse, um, you know, and say, hey, this is this is the way we're going to do it, and, and we're not going to allow anybody else to shoot arrows at us and take us down or pull us off of our path. You know, we're really going to stick this out because in a couple of years or a couple of months, however long it takes you to get there, you're going to be able to look back and go, man, it was so awesome that we took care of this now, I mean, then versus now. Um, because we are truly right now, I think, at that point of going that we're not uber successful when it comes from the financial standpoint, but we are stable enough to go, wow, you know, look at look what we have been able to accomplish by making just a few small sacrifices. Yeah, you know, and I think it's so important to, to make those sacrifices. You know, just like we are disciplined in our diets and what we can expect from that, we feel great when we're eating healthy and working out. I mean, I know you, you guys are you know, fit as you can be, and, you know, you do this on, on, on a living for, for your clients. But, you know, there's something about really working that budget muscle and, you know, saving money. And it, not only just for future, for tithing, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, tithing your money and giving it away. And, you know, I don't care how much money you have, you know, by saving it, you can do more for others. And, and of course, not only are you helping others, but you're feeling good. So obviously the discipline, you know, putting, you know, the, your pain before your pleasure and, you know, really gutting it out. It sounds like that happened in, in early on and now you're really enjoying. I mean, you have, you know, a, a huge fitness facility and you guys are now, uh, you know, really being able to relax and, and enjoy the fruits of your labor. So, you know, we talked about budgeting. We talked about, uh, you know, being uh, sacrificing. How about as far as emergency accounts, long-term investments, you know, what are some things that you've done to able to 
to you know have money in the future because you know if you look at the stats it's amazing most people are going broke if especially you know one out of ten people are living you know past their 90s even in their hundreds and they're, they're not planning for that and, and they, they'll have no money so you know, that's a concern how are you guys planning for that in the future from a business um, standpoint we always make sure that we're keeping three to six months uh, worth of expenses in our savings account we're very transparent with our team as well about the numbers and i think that has a huge help in just being transparent creates trust um, and everyone knows that we're working for something together as a team and not just working for Brent and Cassie. We all work uh, together at Avenue and we're all wanting to see each other succeed. Um, so that's what we try to do from a business standpoint is always keeping that in there for future growth or um, any type of emergency that would come up as a tip that Dave Ramsey gives. Um, and we also try to do the same thing at home. We actually, to be completely honest, are thinking about selling our home because it's just not meeting the um, financial goals that we want for our future. And so it all just becomes this kind of um, trial and error of we've moved from a one-bedroom condo to a bigger house, and we see that it's not necessarily always greener on the other side. And are we willing to, again, make those sacrifices for the long term? Wow, that is amazing. I mean, it's so it's not only just sacrificing in the beginning, it's sacrificing throughout. And I totally agree with that. I think, you know, paying off a debt is is so important, whether it's, you know, car debt, you know, it's it's amazing. And, and, and just a lot of people don't know, especially coming out of college. I know um, one of my friends, uh, he had a credit card debt, and he also had uh, a school loan. And he was paying down the school loan first, that was 6.8% interest and not his credit card debt that was 19.2% interest. So I told him, you know, do a balance transfer to a credit card that's 0% interest, you know, for a year, uh, you know, um, and then, you know, start paying that down, then the school loan. So I think people just don't know the basics, and it's really important. You know, I always recommend to find a good financial analyst or, you know, financial planner, uh, you know, accountants are so important, lawyers and insurance, especially once you're in business. And I know that's something that um, we all can and, and can attest to. So, you know, how about as far as uh, long-term investments? How, how important is that? And, you know, uh, what do you, what's your guys' take on, on the long-term investments? I think it's key. We use one of Dave Ramsey's uh, endorsed local providers. Um, and, you know, just really trying to set, you have, uh, by tax law, you're able to set aside 25%. So I think it varies uh, depending on different people's stage in life and in phase. Are you paying, you know, are you saving for college or did you not save for college? Um, but we're always trying to put away the, the most that we can at a minimum of uh, 10% uh, per month. So it's going to range anywhere from 10 to 25% just depending on kind of where you are at life in life. Well, you know, that, 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 that's awesome. Now, you know, I know we talk about, um, you know, you definitely got to save for an emergency. I, I, I think that's important for if you're in business and even if you're not in business, you know, uh, you, any of us can lose our jobs uh, on a regular basis. Economies can turn, you know, competition comes in. If you're working for somebody, of course, they can lay off. So I think it's important, again, like you guys said, three to six months of personal emergency, a business emergency if you have a business, you know, investing long term, you know, most Companies offer a simple IRA or um, also, a, you know, 401k, and then you can also uh, invest into a Roth IRA um, or traditional IRA, and, and those are so important because they're tax-free. Um, you know, so, so that's important. You know, I think we talked about 
Um, you know, making sure you're saving for tomorrow. But how about giving? You know, I think that's something that everyone's so afraid to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big part of my church, and, you know, I, I really believe it's important to give 10%. But, you know, that can be hard, especially just starting off. So what were some of the things that you guys did, uh, you know, especially starting uh, off to give, whether it's to your local church or to uh, people in need? I, I think we, we fall back in the same boat as you did. I mean, it's 10% automatically went to our church right off the top. I and mean, there was kind of really no questions asked of, you know, saying that, you know, we have been blessed with these roles that, that we had. Uh, and we, even back in the day when we were scrapping to, to kind of just get pennies together to, to be able to afford the things that we wanted, um, you know, 10% was always still going, knowing that if we gave with this abundance mentality that, you know, not necessarily we at the time we had the financial riches, but we were rich inside, I think, because between the two of us, we knew that we were blessing others through our giving. Um, so, you know, it maybe kind of caused some tightness towards the end of the month for us all. But, again, stepping back, you're knowing that there's others that are out there that are less financially, you know, uh, I think stable as, as we were. But knowing that even at the, at the time, at a, at a young age, we're still able to help others out, you know, and that was going through our church to be able to do those things. Um, but I think it's always... It, and this is one of the interesting things to think about. It's like when you maybe not have as much money, it's easy to give that 10% when you look at that number. But as you think about it, as you start to begin to make more at $50,000, you know, 10% is like, oh, okay, okay. But when you get to $100,000, you're like, whoa, wait a second. And then you get to maybe 150 and beyond, and all of a sudden that number starts to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think sometimes when you, when you look at it and you say, regardless of where you're at on that spectrum of saying, you know, hey, whether you do give to a local church or whether you give to a local charity or whether it is something else that you feel that's strong to your heart to give. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to, to give to it, but 10% is kind of that, I think, that that bar to say, are you willing to part with this? Are you willing to be able to help others? And the, the more that you start to pull in, the harder it is to give that full 10%. You might be able to say, yeah, I can give 5% or I can give 3%. You know, but my 3% is bigger than maybe somebody else's 10%, but it's still... We're looking at it from the you know the percentage standpoint. Are you giving that full ten percent? So I think sometimes it's, it's easy to give maybe when when you're not maybe making as much, but then as it gets more and more and more, are you still willing to um, you know extend that hand to any local group that you might be affiliated with and give them uh, you know just more or less like a blessing from yourself to them to, to be able to use whatever way possible. Yeah, and I think being a cheerful giver, you know, I, I know what I think when we first started giving, we were we were like, oh my gosh, are we gonna, you know, is this gonna, you know, work out? You know, we were kind of like hesitant, but once you start doing it, it, it feels good. You know, I always challenge people to try to tip the waiter or waitresses. Uh, what your actual bill is and watch what happens. It, it's like their best day of their life. They just go crazy. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a waitress the other day and they said their worst day is Sunday after church. So, I mean, it, what, what is, what's that say? You know, a lot of people, you know, um, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, that are Christians or that are Jewish or that are going to synagogue or, or, or their churches and, and, and they're not giving. So, you know, I think that's important to, you know, try those different things, you know, keeping, you know, uh, whether it's grocery store uh, gift cards, because uh, I know a lot of people, homeless that uh, ask for money and people say, I don't want to give them money because, you know, they might use it for alcohol. But, you know, maybe giving, you know, uh, gift cards from, from grocery stores and different things like that. And, of course, always, you know, recommend giving to the church or finding something that you're passionate about and giving. That, that you know, I feel like that's definitely what we're here for. So, wow, that is, that is definitely encouraging. So what advice do you have to encourage, uh, you know, our listeners to start their blazing path, their own path to becoming financially fit? 
yourself that you are ready for it and you're kind of sick of living uh, like everyone else and you're ready to live like no one else. Um, this comes down to really wanting to make a change. A lot of people, I saw this actual um, cartoon comic strip that showed a group of people who wants change and everyone's raising their hand and then it said who wants to change and no one was raising their hand. Um, so <laughs> I, I think that paints a perfect picture of are you ready to make that change and sacrifice um, and give it all that you have to really live a different life so that in the future you can live a different life. Absolutely. And you know, it, yeah, go ahead, Brett. Uh, I was going to say, just a, a good follow-up to something like that, too, as well. It's like, really begin to come, like, self-aware of, like, who you are. And because everybody likes to say, hey, you know, look at this, look at this, uh, you know, this big year plan that some financial person might put out there, or even from a health and business standpoint, they're like, you know, follow this next year plan, and you're going to, you're going to succeed in all your goals. They're going to say, well, look at this seven-day program for you all, or, uh, you know, you look at this day by day for the next 30 days, you know, so sometimes I think it's like, how we're wired to set goals, um, you know. So from the from the self awareness aspect of it is, is that are you someone who's a little bit more of a short term vision person? Did you see just the week ahead? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just to say, hey, own it. Uh, my wife here, Kathy, is a she's very much the detail to the week. When I, for me, a big, big bigger picture person, I like to think in kind of ninety day chunks. I start losing her when I start talking about the bigger picture. And so sometimes I have to remember that man. She sets goals very very specific goals day for the week at hand, but for me, I just have a general, broad kind of agenda that I'm looking to try to get taken care of, so I think it's for each person here, don't look out and go find you know, this next program or next book that says, you know, follow these exact steps, but I think it's a step back and maybe go, let's become more self-aware, start to begin to understand who you are, how you're wired to, to lead not only just yourself, but your family or you know, your fellow employees at work or a business or however it might work for you there, but like the more that you understand about yourself and who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, you know, and then surrounding yourself with others who are really strong with your weaknesses. Again, for me, I'm not so detail-oriented, so I don't think if I was trying to do this budgeting stuff on a, on a day-to-day basis, I would not succeed at it. But on the flip side, she does it perfectly. Like, if she counter she counterbalances me in, in this kind of, you know, the, the short-term goals versus me looking to the bigger picture and saying, hey, this is where we can go. Uh, you know, let's look and say, you know, if we can kind of button things up here on a short-term basis, this is what we can do on the bigger bigger scale of things. So I think, it's, again, just surrounding yourself with people who are going to kind of offset your weaknesses, not trying to bring them up to, to become your strengths, but then start to become aware of, like, you know, how it is that you like to set goals, how you like to follow a plan or a program or however that might work for you. Um, and, and, and really just focus some time on that and, and, and just be truthful with your with yourself and, you know, the journey that you're walking on. Man, I, I think that's the yeah. hard part is getting people to just be uh, honest and aware of what they where they are, as Brent mentioned. Because uh, we can, again, it's just like in the health industry, we can give you a list of things to do, uh, but you just have to be really, really ready and willing to make that change and put those uh, tips into practice. It's about like a, a diet plan, Jim, that you might have written. I mean, you're a dietitian. You, you write up these plans all the time. You give someone, hey, this is a perfect seven-day, follow this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you look at it and you say, you know, there's one person who follows it to a T. Then there's other people who are like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to pick that up because that just bugs me to death. Even though it's a solid plan, you're like, man, this will get you from A to B. And they're like, yeah, but that's just not the way that it speaks to me. And so you know, sometimes we have to just own that and say, that's just not the way that I do it. There's no right or wrong way to, to get it done. But the more I think you understand about yourself, whether it is coming to the health and fitness side of things, if you're trying to lose weight or you're, you're trying to regain you know, kind of that health that you once had, 
Absolutely. And, you know, we're here with Brent and Cassie Gallagher, and we're talking about being financially fit. I feel like it's just important to be financially fit than it is to have your body fit. As we can see, number one fights in a marriage is financial, and the number one stress in America is financial. And even in the Bible, it says money and possessions are the second most referenced topic mentioned 800 times. So obviously in Scripture, you know, debt is not viewed in a positive way. So, you know, very important. We can see how it brought you guys together. You know, it can bring, if you get on the same page with your partner, it can, it can bring families together. You know, and, and we're not saying here to, you know, never spend money and never enjoy yourself, you know, even in your diet. You know, when you stay so strict and you don't have a, you know, maybe a piece of pizza every once in a while, you're going to maybe fall off the wagon. So, you know, I think that's important to, you know, go out and have, enjoy dinner, you know, maybe not every day, but, um, you know, and, and, you know, you got to buy clothes and you got to, you know, have nice things. I mean, I think, you know, that's the beauty of working hard, but it's also about saving. It's also about being fruitful and giving to others. And you guys seem like you have definitely mastered that. So what are some of your big goals for 2017? How about you, Cassie? What are, what are some of your goals uh, in 2017? Well, I would agree with everything that Brent just said. Um, one thing I have in mind for 2017, which I think we're always trying to do, um, that as your kids get older and schedules get more busy and your team grows, um, it is hard to continue to try to keep things simple. So that's my word for 2017 is just keeping it simple, keeping life simple, um, keeping relationships simple, Keeping our finances simple, um, just it really can be applied to anything. Uh, it's just an easy question to ask: Am I keeping things simple? 
Well, you know, and, 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 and I agree with you guys, and, and that's amazing. You know, Krista and I work together, and I know that is something we work really hard to balance everything because it's so important, you know, uh, to – and I think this is a great talk to anyone out there that owns a business, so you're working together, or, you know, if you don't work together, you know, I'm sure, you know, just talking about financial – fitness and being uh, ahead of the game when it comes to, the, the, to your money is, is so important and can really decrease the risks of any fighting or any, you know, really trouble in a relationship. So, you know, you guys, let's talk about, um, you know, Avenue Fitness and, you know, how could our listeners find you guys? You guys are amazing role models, motivational. Again, Brent and Cassie Gallagher speaking on being financially fit. I think it is so important out there. Again, I don't care if you have all the money in the world or you have no money. It is something that should be talked about with couples. It's something should be talked about with families, should be taught to your young children and to get on the same page, to be budgeting, to be you know staying strict. Uh, you know, as far as putting your pain before your pleasure, saving for a rainy day long term, and definitely giving. So, I just want to thank you, Brett and Cassie, for shedding some light on this important topic. And until next week, I hope you guys have a really, truly fit week. Have a great one, guys. Thanks, Jim. See ya. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation. To hear more episodes, please visit jimwhitefit.com. Until next time, it's up to you to live really, truly fit.